Welcome to the Painting of the Week podcast, where we look at some of the most significant paintings throughout history. Introducing your hosts, Phil Grabsky and Laura Bentham. Hello, it's that time again. It's time for Painting of the Week. Sit yourself down with a nice cup of tea, cup of coffee, whatever, and um, you should all know by now, but if you go to 7th hyphen art.com and click on the painting of the week button there you'll see the picture we're about to discuss or you can go to youtube i guess you're already at youtube and again you can listen to us talk whilst looking at the picture this week i'm very glad to say we're doing a photograph and i'll be honest um you know i'd like to have i'd like to do more on photography and um We've been looking for some time now to do an exhibition on screen on a photographer. Um, but this is a photograph of, uh, uh, by Mori Yuko. Now, Mori Yuko is in our recent film, Tokyo Stories. Um, and this is actually an image that's in the film. It's called Mori Mori, or Leaky. And, um, okay, let's kick off straight away. <laughs> Laura, I know you've just been to see Tokyo Stories. Yes. And, you know, often we're talking about, you know, Rembrandt and Van Gogh and yeah. Leonardo and more recently John Singer Sargent and Mary Cassatt. When you see something like this, yeah. I mean, you can hear people say, hold on, that's just a, a, sna- <laughs> a snap of some red cones and some plastic <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. Well, how's that art? What was your first reaction? Okay, so watch your film, which of course was a brilliant film. And as I was watching it, then Mori came on with this leaky... The the whole concept of it, I love. (laughs) This is right up my street. The fact that she walked into the subway, and apparently in Tokyo they have lots and lots of problems with the groundwater. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming every subway does. And then she saw what the uh, the workers were doing to create or just to make sure that none of these leaks hit people at all. And in doing so, she then found that they were inspirational works of art. Mm. And then when she took the photos and during your film of what she said, I thought, I find these inspirational works of art. I love this. I love it so much. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there's a number of, of elements to it. Yeah. Because I can hear people saying, well, that's not art. No. Um, I once did ask a very eminent art historian in a gallery while I was standing in front of a British artist's work that I didn't think was particularly great. And I said, what makes that art? And his response was, well, it's in an art gallery. Oh, OK. Now, I'm not totally on board that. Um, but I guess you can argue that there's good art and bad art and anything that is presented to you as art has to be considered as art. I think the thing about this picture, and I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So we went to interview Mori Yuko and I was with the director, David. The two of us went out to Japan together. And basically the way we work is we work on the questions together, David and I, and then... Not always, but on this occasion, 
he was conducting the interview. So he was actually asking Moriyuko the questions and I was sitting to one side just listening. And while I was listening, I was looking, we were in the studio where these paintings, or these photographs rather, were on the wall. And the more I looked at it, the more I appreciated it and liked it. <laughs> so number one, don't be too quick to dismiss something that seems a bit unusual. Uh, as always with exhibition on screen, we're encouraging you to look. Yeah. I'll say a couple of other things. First of all, what I like is, and it's almost better with photography in some ways than paintings, is I like when you've got that sense of an artist going out looking for, you know, they're on a search for the image. You know, this isn't a snapshot. She's gone out to this metro, she's looking for this particular type of, of um, event and, you know, she hasn't stood there at random. She's decided, she's actually framed it very carefully. And so there's that element to it. And then the, the next element to it, which is also worth pointing out, is that actually technically it's also very, very good. There's something else about it too, which we'll come on to. But also the, pe- the, the fact that she's... Okay, so these people, without realising it, have created works of art. Because there's, a, there's, a, there's in your film, there are other mm. uh, photographs that she did. And their whole intention is to not allow a drop of water to land on a person. So there's like ones with umbrellas. Yeah. And they're taking this all into different locations. Every day I'm imagining the water comes out somewhere different. So they have to try and find things that they can then move it away so someone doesn't slip over. And her looking at that and thinking... Actually, these people are artists because what they are creating is quite a nice mm. little invention. Um, and it, well, that sense of architecture, yeah. engineering, being artistic, absolutely. You know, beautiful. But do you not also think they look quite Japanese in a funny way? Because they're so precise. Like, I, I have leaks in my conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. And I never know where that rain is coming from. And I just grab all my saucepans... And just put them around yeah, and dot them about. I just put all the towels down. Exactly. I would never, <laughs> ever think to do this. No, never. I wouldn't get a clear umbrella out. And in, in I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you come to London, if they've got a leak, they're shutting down that station because they wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> or they'll just let you walk through a puddle. Um, it's funny. We, we obviously went out to the metro, the subway in Tokyo, looking for, for various images and David, who has the most fantastic eye, I mean, he comes out of being an artist. He's a tremendously good photographer, as well as everything else. He walked straight past one of these. I said, David, stop. So, yeah. Look. He said, God, I didn't even notice. Um, and it was just a little leak from a little spot on the ceiling, but they had this complicated se- sequence of plastic, tubing, bucket at the end of it. Absolutely brilliant. And again... It's the kind of thing you might just walk by without looking at. So a photographer, like we do as filmmakers, when we focus your eye on certain details, this photographer said, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. In your day-to-day life, there are things to appreciate. And it is, as you say, it's actually... And, and this, is a, this is a series. Yes. Um, so I know that you'd mentioned um, that this series of paintings... Because I think she's been doing this from like 2009. Yeah. And then she's exhibited the she, se- series of, paint, of photographs 
You mentioned in London in 1970. Well, she then actually did an in, like an installation based on yeah. what she'd seen. Yeah. So she then took it to a completely different level. Yeah. Um, she also did a little thing where she kind of put things around and tried to get members of the public to, yeah. to make some things as well. I really loved the fact that it was
airport and was directed to take the uh, COVID or do all the COVID um, paperwork. There's not, you know, if you turn up in London Heathrow, there'll be nobody there. There might be one sign. Tokyo, yeah. they've got like 15 people. Every 10 metres, every 20 metres, <laughs> someone's pointing you. <laughs> if you see roadworks, yeah. um, there'll be like five people directing you onto the road. Another one not stay on the road. Another one, you know, they're, they're not seeking to replace everybody or... No. So... You can feel that there's something like this wasn't done by one person, but it was probably done by ten. Exactly. And, you know, they're not crappy old cones, you know, all broken up and chewed up and, you know, the signs. I mean, this is they're all new cones, new buckets, new plastic, new signs. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's just, there is something about it which is Japanese. I was wondering, sorry, Phil, when, do you think now the staff are aware of her work? Because now I was wondering afterwards, mm. thinking, do they now, when they are trying to redirect their leaks, think, oh, maybe we'll take this to a different level and we will create a really complex piece just in case it will then, you know, become another photo well, or someone actually might... So there'd be an interesting... Want that's, to buy it. that's a really interesting <laughs> point. That's a really interesting point. So what would happen if one of them yeah. from the subway... Mm went to her installation and took a picture of it and then made an art, you know, then sold that as an artwork. Would she claim breach of copyright? Or could, could, could these, the people who built this, who put this together, like this particular photograph, could they say, hold on a minute, yeah. that's our artwork and you're exploiting it, you're in breach of copyright. The likelihood is that there's been no contact Okay. I mean, it would be nice to think that yeah. she showed these pictures and invited the people along. Didn't ask that question, actually. I mean, if, if, she can, if she's presenting this as an artwork, you'd think that she would talk to the artist behind it. But also what's so lovely is that, <laughs> I think I said this to you before, how many people say, oh, you know, I'm really not artistic, I, I, there's mm-hmm. no way I could ever do anything artistic. And then you find yourself in a series of painting um, photographs and that is in, oh, actually, maybe mm. I am quite artistic well, the without other thing, knowing it. The other thing about this, and I, I, <laughs> I do suggest people look at this, the series, um, as many of them are, that are online, because when I started looking at this while the interview was going on, I started to realise that actually the colours involved mm. are really interesting. And... I'll come on to, I asked her about this afterwards and I'll tell you her answer in a second. But, so, primary colours, red, blue and green. Uh, And you've got complementary colours, so red and green, blue and orange. Although I often, in my own mind, I often think blue and yellow. Mm. So when you look at Impressionist works, I mean, they're totally across colour theory. You look at Impressionist artworks, there's so much use of blue contrasting with yellow or sometimes blue contrasting with green certainly lots sorry blue with (laughs) orange or blue with yellow and red and green and um so when you look at this um and of course who was it uh aristotle i think he said you know if you've got one color and you lay it against another color then your brain is a third color that thing of Thesis and antithesis creating synthesis. Anyway, the way our brain works is is we, we 
put things together and we create something new. So what I'm saying here is that if you look at this again from a color point of view, everything's kind of gray and white. And you've just got these dots of colors. So you've got the, the circle of red. Yeah. And then you've got the blue buckets. You know, this isn't the same if they're black buckets. No. Which, which it probably would be if it was you know, yeah. British. Um, and both buckets are blue, one slightly lighter than the other. Even the chain, it's not a dingy grey. It's black and yellow. And that yellow zings, you know, it really pings at you. But if you keep looking, it's really interesting because on the back reflection... and that, Anyway, I'll tell you what she says in a minute. On the back reflection, on the left in the window, you've got more yellow. Yeah. And you've even got a bit of green top right. So if you're talking... So these, these circles of colour... Yeah make this and you know part of the appeal of a van gogh for example is that visceral enjoyment of the color plus you understand immediately what you're seeing well it's kind of the same here it's pleasurable because of the color and you understand well do you understand you you, you kind of get the idea i mean you i suppose you wouldn't necessarily know it was water you might be thinking it's dust or that's coming down that plastic but it's anyway. I said to her after the interview, I know we were still on camera. I said, in many of these photographs, there are these little dots of red and blue and green. And it, have you introduced that in the post production process? Did you go looking for that? Okay, yeah. And she laughed and she said, purely accidental. Right. Now, I think that artists spot those kind of things. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. I bet she's got plenty of pictures of this type yeah. of thing, mm -hmm. where, as I say, the buckets are black and the cones are different colours and, you know. But also it's what makes, I mean, you're a photographer, Phil. You could have taken that photo at any angle. And the other ones that are in your film as well, the same with the umbrellas mm -hmm. and there's loads of reflections mm -hmm. and things like that. So actually... That is where then she is an artist. Yeah. To interpret that, uh, well, yeah. kind of sculpture. Yeah. And the way she's done it against those windows, and I love those black and white photos in the background. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea yeah. what that is all about, I'm assuming. Do you have any idea? Well, it's odd, isn't it? I mean, what it's, yeah. it's like the basically empty. It's almost like, is that, yeah. is that like where they put hearts? I don't know. I really love it, though. But the more I now think about what we were saying about, oh, the, the people odd. that are doing the leaks of the artist mm -hmm. now, I think, oh, no, Maury is the artist because mm. of the way she's taken that photo with the yellow reflection in the window. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very yeah. carefully framed. Mm. That cone on the left. Yes. She's cut that in half, yeah. either in the original photograph or in the printing, because then mm. that, that blocks that side. Yeah. There's no light, you don't see her on the other side, so your eye stops there. Whereas on the right-hand side, she's left some space, so your eye goes round it and actually then does kind of is drawn to those window um, displays. <laughs> I assume this is on the top floor right. um, of, the, uh, of the subway, and therefore in there, pff, I don't know what, I mean, there's art everywhere in Tokyo. We've talked about this before. It's the most amazing place, every wall covering has got something on it right yeah so here i mean they look like they don't they don't even look japanese do they they're no, like this is little black strange yeah little photos maybe someone can enlighten us and let us know 
The other thing I think is interesting is that there's no people, which I think, mm. I don't know whether it necessarily would not be as good with people. I don't know. Well, she's focused totally on the water leak then. On, on, it would be, on it would be distracting, it? Yeah. Yes. Although, that's where she's the, fo- that's where she's the photographer. Yeah. Because now I thought about it, I'm like, oh, is, there, you know, is it their work of art? But not really now, because of the way she's taken those photos. And I, I, I truly, really, really loved it in the film. The film, I, I really like the film yeah. because you've got so many artists that we couldn't really do an entire exhibition on screen about, to be fair. No. Not because they don't deserve it, but because, you know, we would struggle so much to get an audience out for an artist from Japan that they, people have never heard of. Right, yeah. But all of them are, in the film are so enthusiastic and so energetic and so yeah. innovative. Um, there's one guy in there who's who does these photo montages which are utterly oh. stupendous. And, um, I, again, I have one of those on my wall in a shot. Is that the one that cuts all the tiny yeah. little pieces? Yeah. Oh, I love that. No, I really love that. And he was absolutely... He was so nice when we met him to interview him. Um, uh, I, you know, That took some work. Oh, unbe- I mean, thousands and thousands of <laughs> photographs. And he's cutting them out and then yeah. he's creating this in the, the one that's in the film, this vision of Tokyo. Yeah, that is fantastic. Um, some fa- fabulous Absolutely artists. Yeah. And it's interesting, I think, I think it's fair to say Japanese artists are engaging more and more, you know, travelling more and more internationally, um, getting more and more of an international reputation, not just, you know... Yoko Ono was a famous artist yeah. 30 years ago, but um, uh, but obviously by association with John Lennon. Um, but um, I think, uh, you know, we'll see the works of people like Mori Yuku and others in British galleries, more, you know, British museums and galleries more and more, I'm sure. And she was a tremendously nice person. Oh, you know, sometimes yeah, you just yeah. you just know that somebody's really very, very nice and absolutely loves what she does. Yeah, well, and, it's uh, enthusiasm, isn't it? Yeah, enthusiasm. That's, that's everything. That really is. So... Go to ne- Tokyo as well. So next time, so, you know, art... <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lecture anybody here, but, <laughs> but um, that's what makes art so exciting is that it's it's not just the great masters and the... The paintings of the Mona Lisa and Girl with a Pearl Earring, but it's... Anyone could do it. Well... Next time we have a leak. I, it, I, I, guess, I guess the point of this is, you know, don't, don't dismiss something that you don't understand the first time. No. And also, I really, really... It's something I want to do more of, is just look at the great photographers. Um, I mean, there's so much great photography going on. And... Um, you know, when, when, you know, 30 years ago when I was making films, was, you know, like we had the independent newspaper where photography was such an essential part of it and there were fantastic photographs. And that all kind of got squeezed out, unfortunately. And um, I don't think, I don't think photog- photography or photographs get the respect or the publicity that they're due yeah, or I think we were saying the other day that once you capture that moment, mm. uh, as a photographer, you you just must oh, every time be like, oh, this is the one, this is the picture. And now, of course, it's so different as well because people even like people never before would even put out a blurry picture, 
and things like that. But people do some really unusual things mm. now, mm. and it's it's acceptable and actually loved. So that's quite nice. I mean, I can't wait to do photography. I can't wait for you to find some photographers to talk about. Oh. I, I love I love all that sort of thing. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. Well, that's Mori Yuko, and she is in our Tokyo Stories, um, which I thoroughly recommend people see. And um, if you go to seventh-art.com, well, it's still in the cinemas. It'll be available on the website in a few weeks' time. <clears throat> I guess in the meantime, if you're interested in Japan, Van Gogh in Japan is another film of ours, which looks at the influence that Japanese art had on Van Gogh and 19th century painters as a whole and um, we'll be back soon thank you very much perfect arigato (laughs) thank you for listening to the painting of the week podcast for more information please visit our website at seventh-art.com or contact us by emailing info at seventh-art.com see you next time